Hello, everybody. Welcome into the first edition of the Knights Podcast. I'm Ben Mandel with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights. And this first podcast, we have a great show as we had a conversation with new NCDC head coach John Valancourt. Make sure you stick around. We'll have him on in just a bit. But first, we're going to be going through what these podcasts are as we will have a weekly podcast for the NCDC team, Premier Team, and Elite Team all season long. So make sure you guys are keeping your eyes open for podcasts coming out through Throughout the season. So we're not going to keep you guys waiting too much longer. We're going to go over and get Coach Valancourt and get this show on the road. Okay, so I'm here with new NCDC head coach John Valancourt. Coach, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Um, and we just got done with camp, and I thought it was awesome. Um, we had a lot of really high-level players on display. We had a really nice turnout from different Tier 3 organizations and colleges. So it was really exciting for us, and obviously we, we believe that we have some pretty good guys going to training camp. So I'm really excited about that. we still got a lot of work to do before uh, the report date, September 4th. Um, but I think we're in a good spot moving forward. Oh, certainly. And I'll tell you, camp, my first NCDC junior camp experience couldn't have been better. I just had a blast with all the games and broadcasts that we did. We'll get into camp, but first, let's get to know you. Um, let's talk about your hockey history because it's pretty decorated. I, I suppose, um, I think I'm going to my 10th year coaching here, but uh, no, I mean, I, I had pretty humble beginnings. Uh, played, you know, high school hockey, youth hockey in uh, Wisconsin, where I'm originally from. Was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to play with the Madison Capitals. Um, Bob Suter was my coach, and like, for me, that was a pretty big moment in my life as far as like hockey, whether this would be, you know, project a, not necessarily a career path, but advancing my career. Um, from there, I ended up going to play juniors for two years out of Virginia, actually, in Hampton Roads when uh, the program was first started. Uh, went, un went undefeated, won a championship with that program, which was a lot of fun. The second year, we were junior A independent, so I was fortunate because I was able to play against North American teams, we played against OJ teams, uh, we played against Q teams, EHL. So we played against some of the best junior hockey in the country, and then we played against uh, some ACHA programs as well. And that was an awesome experience for me, uh, to get a chance to play with some really high-level players. I had a teammate who was drafted in NHL from that team. So really, a really fortunate experience for me, and uh, some really great friends from my junior experience there. I then went on to play at Fremont State, which is Division Three, uh, south of Boston. Was there for four years, was fortunate to earn an opportunity with Myro Jackos in the East Coast League. I was there, and then the NHL lockout happened, and then that was uh, 2012, and then when that happened, obviously I got the old boot. Um, that's but, a tough break. Yeah, I, was, uh, I got a cup of coffee, but that's all they gave me, and they, they took the cup back when I was done. Um, but that's how it goes sometimes. I mean, uh, it's just not my luck as far as when it happened, but still a pretty cool experience and really great one for me to experience and learn from. Uh, yeah, then I, I got into coaching back in Hampton Roads where I originally started, um, when I played my junior career. Was an assistant coach there for four years, um, coaching with Rod Taylor, who's now the head coach with the uh, Norfolk Amherst in the East Coast League. We won a championship, obviously, there as well. It moved a lot of kids on, which was fun. I spent two years there also as a strength, conditioning coach, and skill coach with the uh, East Coast team, the Norfolk Amherst. Uh, before moving on to Wisconsin, where I got my first head coaching job um, in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, with the Lacrosse Freight, which was part of the NA3 at the time. 
thought we had a really good successful program that year. Um, we ended up moving. I think it was, I think we sent seven guys to North American League from that program, um, who would tender the nine to Division three. Then the following year, um, you know, I was working also as a scout for the time for the Cooley Region Show, which was the NA team, their affiliate team, and they ended up selling them to Chippewa, so we became the Cooley Region Chill of the NA3 and had another really successful year there. Um, you know, I think four guys off that team are playing Division Three at St. Mary's, and one holds the record in Tier 3 hockey for points for the season, so did a really nice job. Um, I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to go from there to the Minnesota Wilderness in North American League. Originally, I was going there to be an associate head coach, a glorified assistant. That's what that title is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went there and, you know, I was fortunate to get that opportunity. Um, I think it was two or three weeks in after the draft to main camp. Um, they wanted to interview me for to be the head coach and can't really say no to that opportunity. Oh, certainly. Um, extremely, I'm extremely fortunate that it was even presented to me and they put faith in me to do it. So I was there. Uh, I obviously got accepted the head coaching position to, after the interview. Um, was there for the past two years. This past year we had my first, my daughter was born, Alina May. Congratulations. I yeah. didn't know you were a father. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, 15 months now. And so when she was born, we wanted to kind of be somewhere closer um, to family. So we ended up going back to Hampton Roads this that past, this past year to be there. So I took over as a head coach there, which was which was pretty neat, obviously, since I had played juniors there originally. Mm-hmm. I'd been part there as assistant coach man championship. It was kinda of neat to go back and, and be a you know, the head coach of the program. Um, thought we did well, like all our guys moved on to college, the various division three programs. So it, we had a pretty successful season. And then yeah, I just you know, I've known Ray Welsh from way back in my time at A three and uh you know, when I saw a team was getting put up here, uh, we kind of connected. Originally, I was just kind of looking to maybe help scout or something like that. And the conversation went kind of forward from there. And this opportunity was presented to me. And, you know, after talking to my wife, I thought it would be a really good opportunity for us to be part of a program with really good pedigree, really great ownership group. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. there's an ownership group that really does it the right way as far as taking care of their players and creating the opportunities for them. And that was big to me as, you know, Everywhere I've gone, I've always been big on having really good ownership because at the end of the day, like if you have owners that care about the players, I think it's easier for us as coaches to do our job and help those guys move on to the next level. Um, yeah. And I just felt like I had that here, and obviously an amazing facility for our mm-hmm. players, and they're only improving it, it seems like, every month. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I would, you know my wife and I came up, and we looked at the area. So I think it's really another great opportunity for us, and I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a great season. And, uh, yeah, I guess in a nutshell, is basically my, my whole career path. So. <laughs> well, um, before we continue moving forward with getting to know you, I do just want to touch on, yeah, ownership is big. I feel like in any work environment where you go, if the ownership group or your bosses aren't committed to, you know, bettering your experience and making sure that everyone involved is getting the most out of it, including themselves, because they're only going to be as good as we are, right? So I definitely feel like that is a huge draw to this organization. Um, well, so. I mean, just look what they did last year with the, the Premier League team. Their first, you know, their first year being in the USPHL, like the success those programs had, I like it's, it's not, you know, there's no secret recipe for successful mm-hmm. teams. Like it starts from the top down. And in, in my belief, it's like leadership starts from top down. And so your ownerships are highly involved. And they're invested in their program and their players, and they're doing it the right way. Like success should come naturally, in mm-hmm. my opinion. 
and I think you see that there. Like they, you know, the players from last season had a great experience. Uh, they were well taken care of, and I think that was part of, you know, they, and Cody Murphy was the head coach, and he mm-hmm. did a great job with them, um, with the Premier team. So I think because they had those resources, um, the staff supports, whether it's Chris, our strength coach, um, or our trainer, like. It helps the players be the best of themselves every day, and I thought you saw that last year in the program. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you don't have good ownership, especially in this industry, it's really hard for I think uh, coaches to be bad, the best of themselves every day and really make their players move on to the next level. So a lot of reasoning for the success of the program last year, I think, stems from having an ownership group that are invested in the players, into the coaching staff, and truly believe in the goal um, that's set forth by the program. Yes, yeah, certainly. Couldn't agree with you more there. So now back into yourself, though. What is your favorite hockey moment? So you have a very big hockey history. Maybe, do you have like sure. a few moments that stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, I've, I have plenty of moments from when I was playing, um, obviously. And, you know, but there's a lot of different stories there. Um, I would say, like, to this point, like, I won't necessarily go into, like, my own playing career because... There's, there's lots of great moments there. Um, I was fortunate to play with a lot of amazing people. Um, I was able to play with my twin brother through my whole junior career and college career, which I thought was it's an experience that it's second to none to have that. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Like, you know, when we won my first year of juniors, when we won the championship, mm-hmm. like, I had a picture with him. Obviously, that's that's a pretty special That's a, yeah, see, That's another. I had no idea you had a twin yeah, brother. Yeah, identical that, twins. Yeah, that's... So <laughs> it was something else. Just two little wrecking balls on the ice. That's, um, that's got to be scary. I mean, you, you talked about like you know how fast you are. I couldn't imagine having two of you coming at. Yes, you know, like, there's a lot going on. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it was like a great experience for me, you know. And uh, I, I wouldn't trade my junior experience and my time in college uh, with my brother for anything. Um, you know, for me, like family has always been number one. I come from a family of six, um, so to be able to have that experience, I, I think it's truly amazing, and unique. Um, most part, like I've had a lot of amazing moments from uh, my coaching career. Um, I would say the two biggest ones, like besides like having high success moments, like my my first year as a head coach, we end up winning. We end up beating North Iowa with lacrosse um, in the in the playoffs, and then then they've never been beat at home. They've never been. They'd always the division champion, and you know we, we surprised everyone. Uh, we were a fairy tale fairy tale team. So like I think that was a really special moment for me. Not only because we had been successful as a program and we were making our first run into the postseason, um, I believe in program history, but just like for the kids who had been the part of the team before that had stuck around with me being a new head coach, because mm-hmm. there's always a lot of unknowns in that situation, the guys that committed themselves, um, I thought that was really special. Um, the other, probably the most memorable moment I've had thus far is uh, when my wife when we found out my wife was pregnant, you know, usually when I had my team, this is when I was in Minnesota, um, we always do at the end of practice, I'll make guys do a hot lap, it's their birthday or stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so uh, my captain, which is Mitch Aller, he's at Lindewood now, um, someone must have told him that my wife was pregnant, because I didn't tell anybody, like mm-hmm. we didn't tell anybody, so I, I don't, maybe it was my trainer, uh, Jared, maybe he did it, but someone told him, so like he told the whole team and then they all piled on top of me, and that was pretty <laughs> special to me. Um, that was a really fun group as well, especially with being my first year as a head coach in North America League. So those two moments are probably the most memorable I've, I've had thus far. But, you know, I'm looking forward to always being here and hopefully building some, some great moments with this program and, uh, and this staff and players. 
Yeah, certainly a great moment to be able to share with the team. Now, I know uh, in sports, a lot of people talk about, like, dad strength. How all of a sudden, you know, once you become a dad, like, you see the game a little bit differently, but in a better way. Do you feel like that has, uh, in some way, taken an effect on you? I, I don't know, my, my daughter's still pretty young. Uh, dad strength is a real thing. Uh, it's more so like just willpower to survive most moments. I don't know, like I've, I've always felt that I've been relatively mature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I've never coached youth hockey. I worked with youth hockey players growing up and, and whatnot, but I never really coached youth hockey. So I've always dealt with players from primarily like 16 to 20 years old. Um, so everyone always thought I always had kids because they thought I carried myself really well and was very mature. And I, I think I, for the most part, I've had really good success with the rapport that I have with my players. Um, but the world, like, you know, everyone says, like, your view of the world changes when you have kids. And, you know, I, I always believe that statement. But until my daughter was actually born then, you know, A, first watching, you know, being part of my seeing what my wife went through, um amazing woman obviously to me and, and you know just to see that women are definitely the stronger of the two sex <laughs> um mentally and physically i 100 percent oh i'm not gonna argue that. with that one <laughs> um yeah but you know just just seeing like what she went through and then having my own child now like the world is mm-hmm. does i do see the world very differently which is sometimes hard with your business like this because like we're in junior hockey it, it is a business we're here to win right yes yeah. i can put bread on the table i put bread on the table mm-hmm. winning hockey games um, but at the same time, too, like, you know, you are extremely invested in, hopefully, at least as a coach, you're extremely invested in your player's success. Um, you, you know, I think good teammates put their teammates' goals or dreams in their own hands and they work for each other's success. I think good coaches are no different. Like, you obviously have to, you have to manage your team and person personnel. Um, but I think good coaches put you know, their players first, you know, and their players' goals and success first as far as, like, advancement and doing it the right way. Um, sometimes it's not always the right fit. Like, you know, we have to make sure that we're winning and we're taking care of the program, but I feel like if you're invested in your players, um, you know, it's gonna they're going to be invested in you. So it goes both ways. So for me as a coach, I mean, as a parent, you know, my daughter's only 15 months old now, so, like, I haven't necessarily gotten to that stage yet where we're having those conversations, but... I've always felt as a coach, like I've always kind of had that mentality of being focused on making sure my players are a developing and getting opportunities, because that's all we can do as coaches. Like you can't, you can't force success um, for players. Like your job is to create the environment, provide the resources, um, and create the opportunities for players to be successful. But then, you know, it's on them. They they gotta be able to get the job done. And I think when players are successful, and now that when they realize that it's from their own hard work. Um, it's more rewarding at the end of the day, too. Yes, yeah, certainly. And I know as a, as a former athlete, you know, playing, I've had many coaches over the years, obviously not about me, but the coaches that care more about seeing your improvement and your growth and making sure that you're taking the necessary steps, those ones always had a, a deeper impact on me. And I know that's the case for a majority of players. They don't just want their coach to say, all right, go do this. They want to... Sure you know, be taught to be shown, hey, this is what we can do. This is where you can go. Well, again, um, I've got three brothers who are in the military, two end up going to Iraq, and so and I've got two other cousins who are in Iraq. So, like, for me, like, I take a lot of, a lot of my coaching philosophy comes through either 
talking to them about leadership or my own experience. You know, I was a former captain in college and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, my own experience as being a leader. And in the end of the day, like leadership and respect is built through trust. But, you know, for me, like I'm trying to gain the trust of my players. Um, so I have to earn their respect. And, you know, I'm not the hardest working person every day I come to the rink. I don't necessarily think like I deserve that. So, but at the same time, if I'm going to come every day and be the hardest working person, um, I expect that from my players. It's, I won't ask it. It's just expectation. They want to be pros. They want to be college athletes. Like, this is how you carry yourself. But if you do that and players apply themselves, that's how you build respect and trust with each other. Um, And you need that to be successful, whether it's, as a program or for me like having players be successful you have to build that rapport so it all starts from me like with my work ethic I think um, and carrying that into the building with you know me and my staff and my players following suit and having the right chemistry like I'm really big on culture and I know you're going to ask this question later on about what we want to do as a program but I'm really big on building a culture of success and you know that starts by having high character kids and we can't teach that like we're recruiting kids whose parents did it did it the right way like we have high character kids because that comes Mm -hmm. from great parenting that doesn't you know we're mentors but at this point like they've got to have that or not already (laughs) some of them like they're all different personalities don't get me wrong but like we're trying to find the highest character kids with talent because if you have a great culture within your room that's either how you win the postseason uh, win tight games or that's how you build success as a program so yeah and a lot of it comes I think from just doing things the right way and building mm-hmm. that trust and respect between each other yeah and I think it also helps draw more interest in the organization as well when it creates an environment that people want to be in it certainly helps everything as well and I think sure. you know you guys are certainly taking the correct steps and I mean if I didn't know any better I'd say you guys were already right there knocking on the door I <laughs> I mean just I was with the organization for last season as well as just the broadcaster and coming in this year just the steps that continue to be taken and the direction the organization is moving it couldn't be more exciting now I do want to jump in here you know you're obviously a leader and you know you talked about you know where your leadership has come from um, so, you know, as a coach, is this what you've always wanted to do? Because, you know, you are a leader. You you were a no, captain. I no. Never, I never wanted to coach. Really? So how did you get into coaching? Um, I think it's just one of those things where I, you know, originally growing up, I wanted to do two things growing up. And it was, it was either play pro hockey or be a fighter pilot. You know, I just, just a farm kid from Wisconsin with those two dreams. Big, um, uh, big Top Gun fan. Oh, yeah, I actually need to go see the new one. My, my brother who lives in Dubai was texting me about it, so I had to go see it. But, um, yeah, no, so, like, you know, but it was just one of those things, like, after I got uh, released from the coast, um, I ended up going back down to Hampton, and, you know, I was just kind of trying to figure out my next step in life, whether I want to. Originally, I went there, and I was like, I'll just train till the lockout's done, and then, you know, I'll make, a, I'll make another run at uh, pros, but... You know, at that point, too, I, I was older, you know, and I'm like, I'm older now, like, if I even if I get into pro hockey, like, how much of a life do I really have? What kind of living am I going to get into? Like, I think at that point, I was like 26 years old. So I was really fortunate at the time when Patrick Kavanaugh, who was the owner, um, offered to bring me in and give me an opportunity to coach. And I actually already was well on the way on the path of going to the Air Force. But, you know, I 
I thought about the two. Like, I was like, you know, where am I going to be in 10 years? And I thought, like, it's going to take me about 10 years to actually get to a pilot seat if I try to go to Air Force route. You know, where can I be in 10 years if I decide to go to coaching route? So I decided to go that way. And then, again, like, you know, I've, I've always been passionate about hockey since I've been five years old. I always want to be part of it. And the ability to continue to be part of that, it's, it's been obviously a blessing for me. And I, I don't take it granted. Every day I get to come to the rink, I'm excited to come to the rink. Um, even though it's obviously very different now as a coach because you're not playing the game, but you know I love to come to the rink. I love to teach the game, which I never thought I would. But I, I really love teaching the game because you get to watch players kind of find that they get it moment sometimes. You know, you teach the same thing from day one to the last day. And then eventually, there's either sometimes a light would turn on, maybe sometimes it doesn't, but when you see it, it's, I think it's special for us as coaches. So yeah, no, again, like, I'm just really fortunate and I'll keep doing this hopefully until I get to the point where I don't enjoy coming to rank every day. I think if I, it's just like the same mentality I tell guys while playing. When it becomes, when you start going to rink and you don't love to come to the rink anymore, like it's probably time to get out of it. Um, but I'm really, again, like long story short, um, that's how I kind of got into it and I was fortunate to have good mentors along the way. Um, Rod Taylor being one of them, I think great mentor for me, still is. Um, there's some other guys who are pro coaches that were really good mentors for me. Um, I took a lot from my AAA coach, who was Bob Suter, and unfortunately he's passed away here a couple of years ago. So I, I kind of took a lot of great lessons from those individuals and people who mentored me when I went into coaching. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed it ever since. It's, it's not an easy career path by any means, but I've just been, I'm really fortunate to do something that I love to do every day. Not, I, and I very much realize that not everyone can say that. Yeah, and, you know, certainly not easy. We've seen what you've had to go through just this past week with camp, right? Like, and I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, with camp, is the actual camp the easy part, or is setting it up and making sure you get the right pieces in place the easier part? Because I feel like the setup, the amount of work and time that goes into it is not easy by any means. there's no necessarily easy part to it. There's a lot of, obviously... The biggest thing, obviously, is finding the right players that you want to bring into camp. Like you want to, like we're bringing guys in that we want to take a hard look at. Um, whether we're, you know, first and foremost for the NCDC team, and then if they're not ready, can they be good pieces for us within our program, with our premier, our league, possibly if they're young. So that part I think is takes the most effort is finding the right players that you believe have the right tools to get to that level. Um, the logistical part of it is. It's tough, like getting the ice schedule, you know, making sure like a big thing to me and I and the ownership group was making sure that we put on like a grade A camp, obviously. Like mm-hmm. these kids are coming here, these families coming here, they're spending their money here. Like we need to put on a, a great experience for them to be here. Um, and we also got to get them the most time possible and the best opportunity possible to play on our roster. Like that, that's really important. And I thought we did a really good job with that when it comes down to like the ice staff, has been fantastic. Um, I thought Dominic did a great job. You know, we had some other coaches that came in, some extra eyes for us that were really helpful. Yeah, so I mean, I thought we did a really good job putting on a great camp. Like, Ray Giroux came and spoke to the players before the All-Star game, and just about his path and his story, which I think is was, was great for the players. I don't have NHL pedigree or Division One pedigree, so I think it's really good to have guys like that kind of tell their story to players who, <laughs> who are still young enough where they're, that's their goals, right? That's their hopes and dreams. But yeah, there's there's nothing easy about it. I mean, it's 
you know, during camp, I, I'm basically going to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, getting up like 6, 6.30 a.m. every day and going back to the rink. But at the end of the day, like, this is part of the process for us to find the right guys that, that want to be part of our program and then the right, right players for our program. And I thought we did a good job with it. I thought, you know, from the ownership all the way down, like, the ownership did a great job providing us the means to, to put on a great camp and a great camp experience. And I think it shows in the players that moved down. Just one more thing I want to ask you, uh, and I know you kind of touched on it before, mentioning I was going to ask, uh, just kind of the expectations for the organization and all the teams this year, and you know what is your definition of success with winning built into it, is if success was more than just winning hockey games? Well, I think success for us is player movement. I mean, we are a development league. You know, our, our first and primary goals are trying to find players who want to be college athletes, right? Whether it's Division One, Division Three, it's going to be on them. You know, when this program had a Tier Two program in North American League, they had seventy-four Division One commits. It was over one hundred fifty, I think, Division Three, and that was in a five-year span. So with us, like, we're filling that void. I feel again, bringing it back. I mean, they they did a great job last year with the Tier 3 program, the Premier and Elite, and success there, and the amount of kids moving on to college hockey from those programs. You know, you don't see a lot of teams being that successful in year one. Now, with us bringing the NCDC team, we're filling that void where now we get kids that Division 1 route, where before, like, you know, you only really get the Division 3 route, yeah. and then moving to a Tier 2, like the North American League. Mm-hmm. So I think with us kind of filling that void now, I mean, we want to kind of change the landscape by doing everything right as far as like the way we treat the players, the success we have as a program, the way we move our players on. Um, I think it's all got to be organic success though. It's because we do things the right way. You can't ever fake it. But yeah, so I mean, you know, first and foremost, moving players on, that's what we're here for is to develop college athletes, right? The other part of that comes though with success. Like if you're doing things the right way and you're developing players, I truly believe that success comes organically with that. Um, we want to win. There's no doubt about it. I didn't get into hockey or, or stay in hockey because <laughs> I want to be a loser. Oh, um, I certainly am. I am the most competitive person. Right, you play to right. win the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we want to win championships. Yeah. Um, we're going to do it the right way. We're going to get the right players that want to move on. They're going to be great college athletes. Um, but at the end of the day, like, we're here to win hockey games, whether it's our NCDC team, our premier team, our elite team. Like, we're going to we want to be winners. Um, again, but that comes with being, having great culture. So for us, like, to me, like the biggest thing for our building this team in year one was obviously being successful on the ice, but like having a great culture, great character kids, because your culture are, the best way, the best way to put this is the character of your players builds your culture and your culture is your veterans from the year before. We don't have any veteran tier two guys from last year as of right now. So this first group of guys, the guys we bring up from the premier team last year, the guys that we bring into our program, it's going to build the culture for the future, right? This is going to be our veteran mm-hmm. guys that set the example for future teams down the road. So there's a lot of weight into that, in my opinion. But I'm fortunate that I have already a good piece of that build from last year with Cody and his team with the premier and Ryan with the elites. I thought Ray Welsh and Jody did a great job building a program and building uh, the culture within that. So I'm tweaking it to the way I feel is best moving forward to be successful, obviously. But, you know, that's going to define us within the landscape of hockey is the culture that we have, the way we treat our players, the success our players and program has. Um, it's going to be organic, but 
you know, if we do it the right way, I think it would be extremely successful. And obviously, hopefully, be able to put a few more banners inside uh, the Revolution Ice Center. Well, you certainly have me bought in. I am ready, ready to see what you guys can do, have all the faith in the world in you, and really excited to see what you're going to be able to do this season. Thanks. We're, we're definitely excited. Um, yeah, hopefully I don't mess it up too much, but uh, I think we have really good kids coming in right now. So I'm really looking forward for September 4th when we can get all our NCDC Premier Elite guys all in. So for Port Day, we'll do a big cookout for the families. Um, they'll be able to move into the new dorm facility, which we're really excited about that. That's going to be nice for them. So yeah, I, I can't wait to get started here. It's going to be a great season. Yeah, thanks for coming on and joining me and getting the first edition of the night's podcast going. Always a pleasure.